Welcome to Openly Gamer Theater's production of Resting Glitchface. A Shadowrun Anarchy actual play. This is Dorothy. I'm playing Binary. This is Maddie. I'm playing Collateral. This is Shannon, and I'm playing Eris. And this is Lindsay. I'm playing Arsenal. following content may not be suitable for all audiences. Meanwhile, Eris is meeting with a Shadowrun team. Oh yeah, and I, I had already I went and bought my disguise uh, bullshit since apparently sunglasses. Th there's no Clark Kent rules in this world. That's right. So Diamond Howe was was going to set that one up, mm -hmm. as you recall. So you're meeting at the Chase Hotel, and the Chase is one of the nicest hotels in town. And Diamond Howe tells you that uh, the guy you're meeting with, he's the face of a group, and he goes by the name of Zipperface. Yum. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the only description is he is one ugly motherfucker, but he's top notch. That's all that Diamond Howe has. Okay. You're there, and walking- I'm smoking. I'm smoking out of my fancy cigarette stock. Is it holder. like? Is it like legit, like- cigarette or is it like an e-cig or you know it would be like a oh my god it, it is an e-cig so it, it looks like a cigarette stock like you mm -hmm. know the old, yeah, the old right. yeah Corella and Deville stock and then at the end it's an e-cig so there's no reason <laughs> to even have a stock to have the stock but I I totally <laughs> do because I'm as extra fuck. as fuck yeah what's it smell like what um, kind of vape you got in there cupcake vape Never heard of something Yuck. like that. <laughs> That's because I just made it up right now. By the year 2077, they have cupcake vapes. It just... tastes perfect, too. Yeah. You're in the lobby, and you see a person walk in, kind of look around, and you're like, this has got to be that person, because like their entire jaw is gone. All you see is a top row of teeth and a tongue hanging down. Ew. <laughs> and he just walks up. He look kind of looks around, tongue, tongue's kind of flopping, he's drooling on his chest. I send Diamond Howl an animated gif that's just like, disappointed face. <laughs> he just walks right into the bar area and sits down. Waitress, like, reluctantly walks over to him. He kind of looks and you see the tongue just moving like as uh, he's communicating somehow. How is this guy a face? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's mostly a face. I don't even remember what I'm supposed to be doing with this job. Uh, they were supposed to be breaking into the Cobra's headquarters. For what reason? <laughs> to get information on them or to fuck them up. Okay. Uh, did I ever get a chance to, in between my disguise shopping and um, all the other stuff that happened on there, and did I ever get a chance to talk to Val? Um, yeah, I would say so. What did she tell me about 
the information I had her looking up. Oh, she was looking up about the Johnson, right? Yes, the Johnson. What was the Johnson's name? Harris Harrison Perot. Harrison Perot. Yes, Harrison Perot is from Quebec. As you're sitting there, you're watching this grotesque dude come in and take a seat. He's in full-on Armani suit. The grody dude is. Yeah. Ew. Do they have a group name? Do they have what? What? All you were told was you were meeting Zipperface. Diamond Howe's exact words were, "Okay, big time. You want to run the show? Then you do it." Oh yeah, I forgot he was mad at me. Essentially, you're being a fixer and a Johnson, cutting him out of the job. No, he's still a fixer. He still did things. So he set. He's the one that set. Uh, he's like, "Okay, you want to have a Shadowrun team? I'll send you some people." And this is who he sends you. I'm going to send, instead of, I forgot about, I forgot he was mad at me. So instead of the disappointed face, um, I'm going to send him a face, I'm going to send him a gift that's like, uh, we cool, man. (laughs) We cool, bro. You mad, bro. So I'll go up to zipper face. All right. He looks up at you and he says, and his, his tongue moves and it's not congruent with what he says. Are you Mr. Johnson? Are you zipper face? I am. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Do I have, like, a place to take them so that, like, we can yeah, talk? Yeah, yeah, Like, a back room or something <laughs> sure, sure. bugged? All right. Yeah, the, so. the, the waiter or the uh, the bartender kind of gives you the nod. And uh, the, the waiter, one of the wait staff comes and says, uh, your uh, private room is ready. Thank you. And I, I, I do a handshake and slip them um, a dime, so to speak. A dime, like a dime bag? No, <laughs> no. like. Mm. Oh, like, like, a, like, that, like that costs a dime. Like that's so not. Give I, I give him money. Give him a yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> son of a bitch. You can't say giving him a dime because that sounds like you pass him a little baggy marijuana. That's fine. So you, you could get, if you really. I give him. Like a, I give him a sling money term. Gotcha. You're led to the back room. Uh, Zipperface sits down and he takes off his jacket. And when he does, the magical effect covering his face completely evaporates, and you see that he is a very well put together young man. That's an interesting effect. Friend of mine did that for me. It throws people off. Certainly. Sometimes you get to see who your real friends are when you look like that. I don't. I don't know what to respond to that. I'm bad at words. Just in awe. So you're just uh, like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Diamond House said that uh, you have a job. Yes. Okay. We can do this the old-fashioned way. You can just uh, send me the specs. How do you want to do this? We had their hideout mm-hmm. or something information. Mm-hmm. Venom Studios and King Cobra Lounge. Yep, I send that to him. Okay, I, I send him the the links for Venom Studios and right. King Cobra Cobra Lounge. All right, he looks at it and he says, "I can't say that I'm familiar with it, but uh, my team should be able to handle it." You just want are you are you wanting a smash and grab? Are you wanting uh, you wanting somebody taken out of there? Uh, what are we talking here? Any data you can get. Okay, it shouldn't be hard. Body count? Low to none. That's going to be extra. Okay. Why? Ares hasn't ever killed anybody and doesn't want to. Oh. <laughs> Do you need multiple points of contact or you just want to filter everything through me? My team is flexible. If you want to have access to in- each individual member, I can give you their names and a comm number that can be reached. Or you can just go all through me. A single point of contact. Okay. No problem. We'll do some recon and uh, our standard fee. Uh, you should have our standard fee. Uh, anything beyond that, we can renegotiate. If what about pay data that isn't uh, consequential to you? Are we? You can keep anything you find. All right. Your comm goes off. Okay. Just it's um, 
Oh, wait, it's in my glasses. Yeah. I forgot. It's Diamond Hal, and he says, I've got another asset for you. He's on his way. Um, okay. A- asset as in? As in another, a runner. For this? Muscle. For this job? Or for yeah. our job? Your job. The one I'm... The one you're on right now. Okay. The one you're, I was, was going to say, up. for Mr. Johnson or for my Shadowrun team, it's really confusing being you're on both how ends. This? <laughs> how it goes, how many, how many deals you got setting up? Uh, what the fuck t- is wrong with you? To work with this team? Yes. Uh, I turn his upper face and I say, Diamond House says he has extra muscle. Um, How much resistance are we expecting out of this thing? It's a tattoo parlor and a bar, right? Well, it's... Would I give them that information Maybe. about it being Cobras? That might affect pay because they can charge me up front. Um, I'm going to play it sly. It may have to be a role or whatever. Right. Uh, basically, I'm going to be like, well, there might be gang activity in this area. Okay, that's that's fine. If you want to attach an asset to the team, that, that an unknown asset, it's just going to cost you some extra. But... He shrugs. Wouldn't be the first time a Johnson wanted to put a ringer in our in with the group or, you know, an inside man. It's fine. It okay. happens. Um, so from Diamond Howell, do I get the information of who this? Uh, yeah, he says uh, his name's Dog Leash and he should be there in a couple of minutes. Oh, wait, hang on. We just talked about Dog Leash. Jenna's brother. Oh, mm-hmm. right, 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 the, right. The bitch that got gassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't call her a bitch. Oh, sorry. I'm going to call her a bitch. Straight up. So as you're as you're negotiating and and uh, exchanging information, you get a notification on your com from the wait staff that there is somebody else. Are you expecting somebody else from your party? Uh yes, we have another joining okay. us. So then, after a few moments, the private room door opens and this large guy comes walking through. Um, you can't quite tell if he's human or like a human-looking orc or a really just ugly human. Uh, but he's he's a really big guy, and his face is almost completely ground away, Good. like like m- bits of dried meat just hanging off. Uh, of it. Actually, uh, sorry. Before he comes in, I'm gonna ask Zipperface if he wants to put his thing back on. Oh yeah, he does. Okay. So okay. and so he walks in and uh, looks around and he says, "Are you uh, you're Mr. Johnson?" Yes, Doglish. Yeah. This is Zipperface. He looks at him. You'll be working with him and his team. I guess we're all the lookers then, huh? The zipper face just kind of looks up at him and says, he'll do. All right. So I give all my burner comm information. And I say, contact me when it's done. Will do. May we uh, stay in? And they, he looks up at Dog Leash and is like, dinner? Uh, I'll leave you two to get better acquainted. The bill's taken care of. We'll contact you when it's done. Thanks. All right. Now we're going to jump ahead some time. Just a little bit. So how uh, how are you getting all together for the... Uh, the job for Rhino. Nobody's told me about it. Yes, we have to recap <laughs> recap for Eris because Eris is completely out of the loop. You did get a a uh, notification that there is a job, but no other details were given. In the meantime, so after I take care of all my shit because it's been a long list of shit, I'm gonna text Val and be like, "What did you find out?" Did you actually just text me? Yep. Okay. Are you talking about the job that yes. for oh, right now? Uh, or are you talking I'll about say, Harrison Perot? I'll, I'll say, what did you find out? If you want to meet, we can. So, you text me, hey, did you, like, hey, what information did I find out? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'll text you, are you awake yet? Or are you up? Um, I text, I'll text uh, Eris back and... Um, 
I say, oh, just jumping straight in. No, hello. Hi. How are you? I literally just said I asked you, are you up? That's conversation. Okay. Sure. Not very pleasant conversation, but whatever. Hi, hi, Val. Are you awake yet? How was your sleep? <laughs> I haven't. I feel like I haven't slept in days, Eris. Where are we right now? Have you tried chamomile you tea? Would, you would all probably be at Maureen's at this okay. point. Isn't that um, the kind? Isn't that the kind that makes you sleepy? Tired? Yes, it's yeah. so good. I definitely text you. Have you tried chamomile tea? <laughs> Get out of here with that tea bullshit. Um. <laughs> I'm going to text Eris a address and just meet me here. It is not Maureen's address. It is like 20 blocks away. Okay. I pull up my go-go app. You just call me and I'll come get you. Oh, I'll call. I'll call. Because I didn't know. I didn't know if we were there yet. All right. I'm going to go with the go-go. I'm going to call and go-go. I'm sorry. I. It's fine. It's 20 blocks away. You can pick her up from the go-go. You uh, see this uh, go-go pull up. Eris gets out. She looks slightly different than she did the last time. Like she has a floor success disguise on. Okay, so I pull up. Hey, come on in. Hey, Arsenal. How's it going? Uh, what's up? I haven't been. I've been really, really good. How are you? I've been, I've been good. Yeah, what you been up to? Uh, you know, I, I had brunch with Boggs, and then I did some sh- shopping, and then I might have more information. Uh, coming to us about the Cobras. What do you What do you mean about the Cobras? Um, something Boggs and I had talked about, and he wanted more information about the Cobras. So, like, I was Johnson for a Shadowrun team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. She's kind yeah, of yeah. What what kind of, what kind of stuff about the Cobras though? Like, what kind of information? I I don't know until I get it. I just said get give me some data. Data about what the, the cobras. cobras? I know, but what pertaining to the Cobras? You have to ask for specific data. You can't just be like, I need data. I'd okay. be like, what? on what? No, a lot of times it's just get me anything you can from this place. Oh. Yeah. So I just told them to get me anything they can from this place. Oh, okay. Why are you asking? No no reason. Why are you no acting like this? I'm just... No reason. Those of you at Maureen's, you see the Bramland pull up and Cammie and Eris get out and they hit. Now, she lives in... Uh, I think she, I said she lives in Central West End. So she's got like a brownstone. Yeah. I immediately feel like as soon as I walk in, there's going to be like decorative plates and I'm going to be offered flowers and I'm going to be offered a gooey butter cake. Mm. You walk in and there is, as soon as you walk in, there's a, like a crystal decanter of uh, brandy sitting there. Oh, yes. Much better than decorative plates. You see uh, Maureen. Who is this uh, woman in her, she's in her 50s, but she doesn't look like, you know, she's not like a wrinkle old, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually looks really, you know, fit for her age. You can tell she probably still works out a bit. And she comes walking up to you. She's got a stogie in her mouth. <sighs> Who the fuck are you? Um, I, mean, I, I look at Arsenal. My name's Eris. Takes another hit off of her uh, cigar and she looks at uh, Arsenal and she goes, Cammy, who is this? Uh, you gotta ask Val. You're bringing somebody into my house. You're not going to introduce. The, the, my name's Eris. It's nice to meet you. Aris. This is our friend Eris. I, I offer my hand for a shake, and I use all of my polite upbringing and etiquette that I have. All right, she shakes your hand. Nailed it. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and she turn, I'm in so much trouble. She turns and, and walks out, and she or walks down the hall, and she says, "Help yourself to the brandy." 
It's not the good shit. Thanks. I, I pour, <laughs> was that was heavy. <laughs> I pour myself a drink and then I I pour a drink and then I hand it to Cammy and then I pour myself a drink and I just I I, I take it like a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Wham! Slam it back. Oh, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. Maureen <laughs> walks into the kitchen and that's where you then are. Then I pour Joe. a follow up drink. Sip. <laughs> Joe, why aren't you eating? I already had ravioli today. There's at least cold cuts in that refrigerator, and if you're not eating in 10 minutes, uh, you don't get any dessert. Shit. Well, you don't have to tell me twice. And make me one. And then she walks. <laughs> Damn. Bold of you to assume Joe can cook, but lunch meat, lettuce, mustard, lunch meat, stabbed through a fork. Yeah, I was going to say roll it up. <laughs> Sounds good. And she makes one for... For Maureen, of course. A, a lunch meat and lettuce. <laughs> I call it a Joe-sickle. Joe walks no, around the house eating it. So you walk into the living room, and there you see Boggs is sitting there. Uh, you see this uh, really old lady. She's got a wig on, beehive wig. Uh, it's a little crooked. And this gigantic cat is sitting next to her. And then she's got, like, her purse, her uh, her jacket, a couple of other things, all like in a pillowcase, and she's like huddling it, and she's just looking around like she's terrified. Oh, my bugs. Poor ma. Uh, hi, bugs. Oh, hey, Eris. Ma, this is this is Eris. She looks up and she says, "Hello." It's nice to meet you. Can we go home now? She's so confused. She don't know where she is. Poor ma. I. I don't know any. Did did you tell me any of the situation on the ride over? Or no, I probably did. I, no, no, because we you're too busy grilling me about the cobra <laughs> about my other information. Yeah, am I just upstairs in my room? Uh, wherever you want to be. Yeah, so I'm upstairs in my upstairs in my room when I come down the stairs <clears throat> to greet. You. Um, I'll I'll tell my box. Uh, I'll, I'll actually I'll look at I'll, I'll look at Jake and I'll be like, can you? Uh, no. It's not a good idea. We're staying here for a little while. It's okay, Ma. Okay. Why don't you go help Maureen in the kitchen? I was going to try and calm her down. Okay, you can do that. I'm going to roll. You're trying to calm her down? Yeah, there's not like a persuasion. Yeah, there is. It's, uh, I believe- It's con. Isn't it? It's logic plus plus charisma. Logic plus charisma. Six successes. Wow. Okay. calm down, Ma. She's calm. You're going to have such a good time here. Maureen's such a great lady. Okay. I don't. Well, if know. you if you say so, dear. Yeah, and they have comfy. I I touch the couch. Comfy couches, and your cat's here. That's a beautiful cat. What's its name? Uh, she looks around. She kind of sits her for a second, and then she goes, "It's Pearl." Uh, I'm gonna. She was a lot smaller. I'm gonna go crazy for this cat. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Pearl!" And I hold my hand out for it to sniff, like yeah. you would with a dog. Okay, and it it, it kind of like <laughs> and you don't. Ba- it backs away like. Getting getting away from your hand. So I'll come down the stairs around the corner and be like, "Oh, you're finally here." Hey, what's up? Um, you hear Maureen's voice. That room better not smell like a foot still. Thanks. Cool. Bog, All right. Boggs kind of looks up like, "What?" And Joe yells, "Maureen, get your unwitch." <laughs> you hear the you hear the toilet. You're Josicle. Floosh. <laughs> I hand I hand Val a box of chamomile tea. Hey. When the fuck did you have time to pick this up? I just had it on me. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, thanks. Really, she stopped. She went, she stopped at like a... Like a corner a store. C- a corner store, yeah, like a CVS right by before she got on the go-go. You see Nuka Burger wrappers and stuff all over the living room. Yes. No mayo. Eris, I think Yumi, Yumi and Boggs need to have a conversation about what's going on. I mean, all of us need to have a conversation about what's going on because there, there is a thing that we're going to need your help with that Cammy kind of was the forerunner for. And then there's also been a lot of just drama in general, mostly with Joe. Still still a little sore about that one. But yeah. I Is think- Joe in here? Or- yeah. She, I mean, she was in the kitchen. Yeah. I haven't seen Joe yet. Okay. I, I think we could, you know, maybe have Ma and Maureen in the kitchen while we talk. Okay. Basically turn back take the place I had just been, like, where I was cooing over the cat and talking uh, talking to Ma Boggs, and I'm like, hey, Ma, do you want to go help Maureen in the kitchen? What's she doing? I had asked her to make me something to eat, so if you wouldn't mind adding your special Ma Boggs touch to it, I'd appreciate it. Okay. I heard you're really good in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Right. Yeah, she, Every mom and is. Then as she walks past you, Eris, uh, she kind of looks at you in the side and she goes, that's not the only place I was good at, honey. I uh, get a little anime blush. <laughs> she can't really, <laughs> see. Like she the, can't like really see well. It goes on the forehead. And you hear <laughs> Box goes, ma. In the kitchen, the hairs on the back of Joe's neck stand up and she gets real nervous. <laughs> Yeah, Joe jo walks in and she sees like Eris just with like an adorable blush. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what's the first time what let's let's uh scene out the first time that Joe has seen Eris in a couple days. So she so Joe comes around the corner and Eris has has lightly flushed cheeks. If I've ever watched an anime before, that means you're cuter. Yes. <laughs> um Joe is holding a Josicle in her <laughs> Josicle. <laughs> and they just Joe like makes eye contact. Are you wearing your sunglasses still? Um, this is important. That's a decision. Yeah, probably. Shit. Okay. This is business. It won't be for long. <laughs> um, also, I have an eight disi- disguise, which just means my hair looks slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> my nose looks slightly different. So Joe sees the big anime blush, and you know, like when someone kind of blushes in anime, and they get the little sideways blush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. And Joe tr- remembers something that she had thought of that was really smooth, and she tries to remember exactly how to say it, but it, she was going to say, Eris, keeping it tight, I see. But instead it comes out, Eris, tight shoes, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and then hands her a Joe-sickle. Actually, hang on, oh I don't God. take it. I look down at my shoes, <laughs> and I wiggle my toes. <laughs> like... My shoes aren't tight, and I don't even realize that you're handing me this this fork of meats. <laughs> and it, we just stand there, and it's really, it's really bad. Boggs goes, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, Boggs, you'll have to excuse Joe. She has a bit of a brain condition when pretty women are around. Oh, you think I'm pretty? I say it to Val and not to Joe. Oh, you get, and you get the angry, angry <laughs> anime. <laughs> no, it's more like, like you know, like um, when somebody like collapses to their knees and looks like really dejected. <laughs> except 
Joe is just standing upright, like completely blank faced, like like just KO'd by these words. Joe sits down <laughs> and looks at the floor. And is still holding a Joe sickle. Still holding the Joe sickle. Do you respond when I say, Oh, you think I'm pretty? She thinks everyone's pretty. Or oh well, I, I say it to you. You think that I think I'm pretty. You call me pretty. Um, I mean, I wouldn't kick you out of bed, but I'm I not straighten my tie. <laughs> That's not what is important right now. <laughs> Joe puts her head in her hand. <laughs> hey, hey guys, can we like bring it back in and like deal with the matter at hand here? This is important to me. I was trying to get there. Sorry. Um, Cammy, do you want to go ahead and just kind of give Eris a quick rundown of what, you know, Mc- who's a what's told you that this thing is? Well, McGillicuddy called me to talk to Rhino about um, a contract admission. Smell McGillicuddy, your fixer? Mm-hmm. He's just a friend of mine. Okay. Um, so basically, I went and met with this guy named Rhino. There is a vault down in the containment zone that has information, maybe something. We're not really sure what's in it. And uh, Wasn't there a safe that we had to get into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside the vault. Boggs is sitting there and he says, Rhino, like Rhino Securities? Yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, those are those are some heavy hitters. They're, they're like an international security force. Yeah, so kind of what happened was they have to pull their, their dip their toes out of this water. And and have somebody else do this um, job for them. Hmm. I think it was more so to keep Lone Star out of it rather than. Well, um, yeah, Lone Star. Lone Star patrols the uh, the containment zone, yeah. right? And they didn't want to cross paths with them because they're they obviously have you know a reputation to uphold. So breaking into the containment zone as a larger security corporation that they are, mm-hmm. right? They're having somebody else do their do this job for them, which namely is us. Gotcha. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I sent all the information to uh, Val on locations and um, kind of a rundown of where we got to go. Yeah, Kami and I have been working out a, a plan to you, – we might need to do, go do just a quick recon of the location just to make sure that there isn't going to be immediate things that we run into. Because um, there's people that live in the containment zone, correct? Yeah, so uh, that that would be the next big thing that is on our radar. We just wanted to involve you to see if that's something that you were interested in continuing. Um, I can go. I mean, this isn't exactly in my skill set. If you just need bodies, I can go or need help planning. It was a lot of that aspect. I mean, I know initially <laughs> when... This has to be well executed because it's something we just can't go in there and, and willy-nilly. It's Yeah. There's a lot of... of bodies and things in there that we could come in contact with that we've got to be prepared for. I don't think this is just going to this is going to be as quote unquote simple as getting into a not fully built structure and taking a file. Like this is a lot more in depth and a lot more dangerous, so we need more someone knowledge. With, someone with a greater skill set in this kind of a run. I'll help where I can. Okay. The other thing is as you can see Boggs and his mother are laying low at my godmother Marine's house. Oh. I just need to be implicitly clear with you. If you in any way, shape, or form release the location, whereabouts, any information about my godmother, this house, in any capacity, where they are, there's going to be hell to pay. I wouldn't burn you like that. 
I I have to say it because we don't know each other that well, and she is my greatest priority. We probably need to set up a safe house or two that... Maureen has always been... Isn't related. I have taken very preventative measures to make sure that this is not a known location, but in the interest of you being an outsider initially, it just had to be said. Right. I'm saying if we ever need to bring someone somewhere the next time, we probably don't want to bring them here if it's not someone we're sure we can trust. Yeah. No, I mean, I I had complete faith in Boggs and his mother considering, you know, he's been a loyal contact for us this whole time, but... Did you get that other information for me? Are you telling this to everybody or just Eris? Or can I be just, like, kind of overhearing? Um, no, I'm I'm pretty much telling everyone. Okay. Cool. Um, so the information that I got about Harrison is um, he is a representative of or a, a board member of this uh, cross-applied technologies corporation Uh that was the emblem that was on his oh. cufflinks. I had okay. found that out, I thought. Okay. Um, no, I didn't. But we you had already told me that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an older corporation from the Matrix crash has, you know, mm-hmm. since dissolved. Um, it was based out of Montreal, Quebec. All of the information that I was finding was saying that Harrison Perot was dead. But the person mm-hmm. that we met in the Johnson was, in fact, Harrison Perot. Mm-hmm. Um, he now is, in fact, dead. Uh, like, actually dead. Like, real dead. D-E-D dead. Like, D-E-D dead. Uh, he died in the last Digi, 30 I've, hours. I've had Digi doing stuff in the background, and he told me he just alerted me that uh, his body was found floating down the Merrimack River. Shit. So, um, he is in fact gone. So the Johnson that we just gave that information to is that that file that I also gave to you. He is dead. Um, beyond- I kind of uh, once she says that, I'm going to look at Boggs with meaning. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> meaning what? <laughs> um, Boggs and I also had lunch yesterday. Yesterday. Oh no, it was today. It no, was, it was lunch. Yeah. But it was nighttime when the it, cops came. You're right. You're right. So yesterday. it was yesterday. Um, Boggs and I had lunch yesterday and... Damn, Boggs. Brunch and lunch. <laughs> he getting hungry, fed. Hungry boy. <laughs> um, and sorry, Boggs. I just... I, I remember us talking, but I just can't for the life of me remember what we talked about. Really? Yeah. It's just a weird haze. Yeah. That makes me feel great. You're going to really just need to refresh my memory on everything that we talked about yesterday because Angel has completely wiped everything out. Is that one of your sprites? Um, no. Uh, no. I just look at her confused. <laughs> kind of look. I, I kind of do one of those things where like I look at her and then I look at Joe because she also said no. And then I look at Cammy just so she's not excluded. <laughs> and then I look back at Belle. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I was paid a visit. I was uh, I was looking into the Daughters of December, and a representative of theirs came up to me and said, uh, number one, I need to basically keep to my business and find better friends. Hmm. That's so, what my look with meaning was about. Gotcha. <laughs> so he says, I don't exactly know what that means, other than I, I can only assume that what she was talking about when it comes to minding my business was me looking into 
the Daughters of December because that's who I I had asked to contact about them and then not much longer she shows up. The other two now the, that's the Daughters of December. I can only assume that they they were upset because I, I as a reporter I was looking into them. The other part of it was um, when they said you find better friends. I can only assume that she was talking about you guys, which means the Daughters of December may know who you are. Ooh. Who we all are, or not? Who not, she nec- is. not necessarily individually, but just know that there is a group of shadowrunners that are doing stuff. Did they threaten you? Uh, it was it was menacing. It, it, I wouldn't say necessarily that she threatened to break my kneecaps or anything like that, but it was definitely she was there as a as a way to intimidate. Yes, I'm gonna side eye Val again because all about the nonverbal okay. <laughs> communication, and then I'm gonna be like, so do we think that's who killed? Our former Johnson. It's, it's a possibility. Well, the other part of that is the dummy corporations that were out of Boston, I found out, are owned by the Vori. Cool. The the Voodoo Sons, that was, that's with the... Voodoo Sons London. are a, uh, they are a gang that's inside the containment zone. Yeah, I'm just remembering. Okay. So it could equally, there's an equal possibility that it was the Vori. That killed our Johnson. Yeah, or, you know, the two corporations are working together, and that's why those accounts were so significant. And, you know, they the Vori were hired bo- by the Daughters of December. Mm. I think it would be the other way around, though, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, a mob is more likely to get its hands... Like, the mob's more likely to get their hands dirty versus a high-ranking, com- like, corporation. What do we know about the Daughters of December? Not much, actually. Um, they are a an arcanist group, and uh, magic mob. Those are way worse. I don't know if they're necessarily a mob. Uh, it it could just be from the the very little that I've I've been able to find out is that they are some sort of like back room magic group <laughs> string pullers. Okay, so I mean, the biggest point is here is we've kind of reached a a stalemate with what more we can do regarding the Cobras on our end. Because the more high profile we become with them, the more likely that they're just going to, you know, send more and more guys after us. I mean, we've already had two run-ins with them outside of... Well, the only thing we want the Cobras for, Boggs, do you still want to write this story? Well, I mean, it's starting to get bigger. I should have some information coming your way. I mean... Yeah, and uh, now this guy t- Tower's looking for me, you know. Um, Is it worth it? Well, I mean, if, I, I don't know, if... I can offer you protection. Well, thank you, Cammy. But, I mean, you're looking at... Uh, you can't really, though. <laughs> I can, though. I'm Are you going to follow him with... around 24-7? No. I'm working with Rhino. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But here's the thing. I knew going into this, writing this story... About people who are targeting metahuman activists. I knew going in that it was going to be dangerous and people are probably going to try and intimidate me and try and knock me off this story. None of this is going to stop me. If, if the truth comes out and the people who are behind this, if I can expose them, you're damn right. We'll keep helping you then. Can I do an interaction here with Boggs? Yeah. Like, you're right there. I know, but like, I don't want anybody else to hear it. <laughs> you can text him. Or pull them aside to a different yeah. room. Yeah, that's kind of what, I mean, we don't have to do the full interaction, but I just kind of wanted to be like, you know, I, I know you're right, basically, I know you're right in this story. 
Um, there's a particular person I need you to keep their name out of this. Um, and then I kind of explained to him why. So just for that time being, I don't want to disclose this to anybody else. All right. He says, I'll tell you what. The only way I can guarantee that that a name is left out is if they are a source. Okay. So if you can promise me that, then I can promise you that whoever they are, their name can be left out. Okay. I really liked our pantomime conversation. Mm -hmm. We were having a conversation while that was going on. Okay. And then they walk back in and Joe's just like, and that's why we have to kill all racists. (laughs) 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 And she's like standing on the coffee table and she's like got her fist in the air. Breaks the coffee table. We're doing what we can to expose them though. That's why we're helping Boggs. That's why we should keep on going after the Cobras, Val. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you were the one that said, should we continue pursuing this? No, you said something that started that, and then I looked at Boggs and asked him, because it's his dog oh. in the fight. So Boggs says to you, speaking of which, uh, when we last spoke, you were going to look into a group, maybe finding some information more about the, the Cobras. How'd that yeah, go? that's the information I should have coming to you. Oh, okay. So it's in it's in progress. It's in progress. Okay. I'm over here, like, texting on my calm. Okay. And I text my secret person. Okay. And I was oh, like, Boggs, they'll be in contact with you. All right. Fair enough. The point that I was trying to make with all of this is that, I mean, just with the natural progression of, like, where this is going, we need to start focusing on, like, camis. I think that... Run. We, yeah, run. We need resources before we can take on something this big. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think our next step is we need to formulate a plan and go do some recon we're, of this location. We're aggressively agreeing. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, well, I agree. And Bog says, I don't know how much you guys are getting paid for this job, but I'm sure whatever you're getting paid could help buy safe houses and all kinds of other stuff that you're looking for. I, I like that my first order of business is like, okay, here's the people who are going to kill us. And Dorothy's like, okay, but we need money. <laughs> but how? I don't remember how much... That's first rent. <laughs> how much? 68000 Yeah, $68,000. $66,600. Yeah, because I tried to divide that by it was seventy-five. It was 75 grand, and it, we get... Yeah, he gets ten percent of the cut. Yeah, so we get so we get sixty six thousand six hundred. Satan, cool devil money. Thank you for listening to this episode of Resting Glitch Face. Theme music by Synthetsk. Background music by Machinima Sound. Produced by Eric Osley. Shadowrun is copyrighted property of the Tops Company. Open the Gamer Theater and Gamer's Table are trademark properties of Side Tangent Productions.